And that is why I say, Steve, it's all in what you desire. It's all what you see for yourself. That so much is manifested, and I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. Welcome to Juice Guru Radio for Entrepreneurs. Firestart your own health movement. And now your host, founder of Juice Guru Institute and best-selling author, Steve Prusak. And welcome to Juicepreneur Radio. I'm your host, Steve. It's so exciting. we got Chef Babette, a good friend of ours here at Juice Guru. She's a world-class healthy chef, fitness expert, and motivational speaker. She runs a successful restaurant, Stuff I Eat, in downtown Inglewood, California. And she's become a leader in the health revolution, inspiring thousands all over the world. She's the author of Cashing In on Cashews, uh, the upcoming book, Stuff I Eat. Going to hold her to it and contributed pulp recipes to our book, Juice Guru. And that's right, she's a certified Juice Guru therapist, a true juicingpreneur. Welcome to the show right now, Chef Babette. Hi, Steve. How are you and how is everyone out there? Uh, Babette, <laughs> I'm so excited to talk to you because I've been able to see your growth in the last 10 years. We've been friends 10 years and I've been able to see you evolve into the fire starter in the movement. So thank you for being with us. Yeah, thank you, sweetheart. It's so wonderful to be here. And one quick correction. The new book is called Stuff Your Stuff. Well, I'm excited really to talk to you about your journey towards uh, becoming a fire starter in the plant-based and juicing movement and, uh, you know, your upbringing, how it all started for you and how you went down this path. Do you want to uh, take us back? Sure. It'd be my pleasure. I love sharing. Um, uh, I don't know if you saw my post today, but maybe if you're on Instagram, you saw it, but it was all about what you consider as gifts. And um, I was able to share that even though my, I, I came from such, you know, people would say humble beginnings to be here right now is just, I understand that everything that I experienced to this point has been a gift. No matter how horrible it was at the time, I consider it gifts because now I'm able to share and perhaps change lives just through me sharing my journey. So, uh, born in 1950, um, was born, um, well, my mother wasn't single at the time, but, um, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. There was a, she was a domestic worker and uh, she did the best she could with what she had. I can remember maybe about three houses before we finally moved to the house that I, I, I consider growing up in. Um, but, you know, standard American diet, uh, <laughs> lots of sugar, lots and lots of dyes and fat. We were still eating chitterlings back then. So, so needless to say. I had eczema, asthma. I was, I had the worst, Steve, had the worst teeth ever. Oh my gosh. I, what, what is that chitin? Is that, is that uh, pig fat? Yeah, it's, it's intestines. It's pig intestines. Oh. Yes. We cleaned okay. them and we ate, we boiled them 
and we would boil them until you uh, until so much of the the fat would go away. That's the way my mother handled it. Now some people boil it one time and give it to you, and it was just this greasy, disgusting mess. But my mother would boil it over and over again so that the it wasn't so much. Um, she would boil and then allow it to cool and skim the fat off and boil again. And then finally she would season it all up and it wasn't, it didn't have as much uh, uh, <laughs> cholesterol in it, but it's disgusting. Steve is somebody's intestines anyway. So, so I had these horrible earaches, horrible teeth. I was always having aching ears and an aching mouth. And I was, Full of eczema until the point to the point that kids would be outside my house at night, boys in particular, and they ha- they made this disgusting song up about me and about me and my eczema. It was horrible. So I had a miserable. Oh. I know I had a miserable time at it as a kid and then not being able to breathe because of the asthma. So um, it was rough, and then. Not only that, my mother had to board us out. So, you know, I had to live with other people. Now, the one person that I lived with was actually a seven-day Adventist, and they were vegetarian. So, um, but it was a lot of frozen canned food. It was disgusting, overcooked, you know, just weird. Not, not, Not highly nutritious because we weren't getting that much live food. But um, it wasn't animal flesh. And so that was like the first time that I ate food that didn't consist of meat. Um, but but I was going through other changes with this lady. She was like really cruel. So I had a lot of emotional uh, and physical challenges as a kid. Um, finally, as a, um, a young adult, I... Um, still going through some changes. That's when I started having digestive issues. Um, and I, you know, I couldn't use the bathroom. So I was always plugged up. This is horrible. And I think about this is terrible, but you know, it's what people go through, Steve. It's exactly what people go through. Um, and not, not enough movement even though I was a very athletic kid, I never joined the track team at my high school and just never, you know, never did a lot. Just wasn't motivated to do very much. Met my high school sweetheart, got married to him. And um, there we go. Life goes on and I'm still eating like crap. And then that was that husband. And then there was another husband and I'm still eating like crap and emotionally nuts. And then there's another husband. Yeah, but there was also an entrepreneurial journey, right? Well, you were, you were, um, weren't you in, you were in the airplane doing the uh, stewardess thing? Well, listen, listen, yeah. But see, this is what I'm saying. So I, I became a flight attendant, um, hairstylist. I had my own floral, floral, floral arrangement and balloon uh, decorating business. So I did weddings and I always had that spirit, always had that go get her spirit. But the, 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 the most important journey to me was the one where I changed my lifestyle because then I was able to think more clearly. 
and um, make better decisions, if you will. I felt better. You know what I mean, Steve? So it's like you with your business. It's, it, work, it runs better when you're at the top of your game, when you're almost running 100. Yeah, and that was, that was later in life, right? Because how old were you when you made that transition? 40, 40 years old. Wow. 40 years old. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. And, and I always share the books because, listen, I was that girl. Uh, I was working for uh, Northwest Airlines at the time in reservations. I wasn't flying then. And I can remember somebody trying to get me to take, she's trying to sell me herbs. And I, I actually thought veganism was something that had to do with Hare Krishna's. I, I don't know how ignorant I was, but I, didn't, I really didn't care. But she bagged me about these herbs and I was just like, oh, this lady's driving me crazy. And once I read, um, Fit for Life Volumes 1 and 2, it just addressed so many of the uh, challenges I was having, especially through my diet. And then also the mucusless diet healing system by Professor Arnold Eric. Well, here we go. We're getting ready to clear a whole bunch of stuff. I'm talking asthma, eczema, my earache, anything else that I had. When you go mucusless, <laughs> life is getting ready to be totally different for you. So I just started changing uh, the way that I nourished myself. Well, the way that well, I wasn't really. It wasn't about. It wasn't about anybody but me at the time that I made the transition, Steve. I wasn't thinking about the planet, of course. I certainly wasn't thinking about animals. Uh, I was only thinking about me and feeling better. And that's a question that I often, I like to ask people that have transitioned. Was there a specific reason that you transitioned to begin with? And has that reason changed or is it deeper now? And so for me, obviously it's much deeper and the, and the, the older I get, and I don't say older negatively, I say older as in more experienced along with the number of years. I am so happy that I made the changes when I did. I'm so grateful. Yeah, that, that was the best thing that ever. But here, hey, you want to ask me something, Steve? I could go on and on. You know how I am. But, and I know the story about you starting the restaurant and that's been, has it been 10 years now with the restaurant too? Oh, check this out. We got the building in 2004 and we weren't able to actually open until July of 2008, right at the height of the recession. We don't have any money. And we're opening this restaurant. But I'd love to give a shout. I gave a shout out um, the other day on a post, just basically sharing with everyone what what we've gone through since this crisis and um, why I can't 100% depend on anyone outside of ourselves. 
um, we run this. It's our, it's our, it's, it's our baby because I, I'm a true believer, a firm believer that whatever it is you experience, it's because of you, period. And so it's the way that we choose to move forward in our business. Do we want to be there or not? And if we want to be there, we're going to be there the same way we were there back then. When we got this building, see, we didn't have any money, none. We were passing by an open door, met the landlord, we're on our way to Jamaica, and, and the guy gives us about six phone calls when we get back to town. Hey, I'll give you the building first and last month rent. We got two buildings. <clears throat> first, last month rent, security deposit. We got it. Okay, four years later, we finally can open the doors. Uh, and we were open for just a few hours a day. And then we had the grand opening, I think, August or September, something like that. And here we are today sharing, you know. Right down there in, uh, you know, downtown in Inglewood, California, right here in, in Los Angeles, in a low-income area where people weren't accustomed to such organic, fresh, plant-based food, right? Not back then. Oh, my goodness. You're right. It was such a desert uh, back then. There was no, but there was, there weren't, weren't too many businesses open on, on the street between Regent and Queen where we, we're situated. There's a lot of boarded up places. Um, and, but you know, and we were asked several times, you're going to put a vegan restaurant in Inglewood? Really? You think that's smart? And plus, you know, it was right at the height of the recession. And that is why I say, Steve, it's all in what you desire. It's all what you see for yourself that so much is manifested. And I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so, um, yeah, it it, it took us that length of time, but it was was a a, a great learning, learning curve we had to go through. But we made it through because we didn't have a lot of business. Obviously we were brand new at this. We had a cart that was over at Agape spiritual center. And thank you, Reverend Michael, Leonard Loomis, Peggy Moore, Carrie, uh, uh, everybody that helped us, Carrie Neal, um, Danielle Horton, everybody that, uh, helped and, and helped us open stuff. I eat. I'm just so grateful to all of them, but, Yes, you know, been an awesome journey so far. So, and it's a, it, the exciting thing is we're we're at the beginning of the journey here because this doesn't we're not even going into the celebrity of Chef Babette and how that's built, the how you built that. What and I don't even know if it was on your radar back then. Back then, was it on your radar to uh, to become a celebrity? No, 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 no. Of course not. And. That's sweet of you to call me a celebrity. I, I just still feel like me. That's the cool thing about all of this. Um, people are so loving and they, they open their arms to, to, to a person that just really is just being themselves. And that's what makes it this over the top easy. So when you call me a celebrity, I'm like, huh? anyway, it's cool. No, this was never on my radar. Um, thought at one time I wanted to be a singer, but wasn't really into that. So the food thing just because it made me feel better, this way of eating made me feel better. So I really wanted to know more and more and, and self-taught chef, they label me chef. That's fine. But really it's just a girl that learned some recipes and decide this stuff is good. 
And I know I ate terribly before. You guys will like this. And that's what Ron and I did. We just brought it to to the people. Ron is your husband for those that are, that are. Ron is my husband. Man, I don't, I would not. I, I don't know if I'd be here today if it were not for him. He's the person that came into my life, started talking to me about um, some of the challenges I was having, skin issues and, you know, all the, the, the health challenges I was having. And he shared those books with me. He shared, he was the one that shared those books with me. And he wasn't a vegan at the time, but we both transitioned together. And, um, and then we became husband and wife. So, yeah, it was it, it's it's been such a heck of a journey for the two of us, but it's really worked out. And I, I think the thing that Steve, remember when I met you, um, I, ha- I had met this other person who was a great photographer and he was trying to get me hooked up, maybe get a little show going. And then, I, you, you know, you you were always there for me offering assistance because, you know, I didn't even have a an uh, uh, email account. Count. I didn't. I didn't have any of that. None of that. You weren't even on Facebook back then. <laughs> no, no, not Facebook. None of that stuff. And and um, no, it was it was right at the beginning. But you know what really turned the corner was um, this was the big this was the big change because Bob Linden helped a lot. All those. I don't want to forget anybody. But the 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 thing that changed the corner for me was um. When when uh, Buzzfeed came in, oh oh, that's I remember that Buzzfeed. Yeah, we had over two two million views, like popping off quick. And then Mercy for Animals came in, and when Mercy for Animals did that video on us, we got a total of ten million views. So. It became a new desire, right? I mean, first you were educating the community about plant-based foods, and then you, you came up with this new desire that you really wanted to reach people with this message, right? And I wanted to do it in a in a fun way. I didn't it, it, because it's 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 a lifestyle, but it's not like you got to stick up your butt and you can't do anything. I want, I, and so then it was like, yeah, I need a bigger platform. And so, you know, we're, we're on our way. We're going to have a show soon. Uh, and, you know, and, and that's, that's, that's really a good thing. I claim that. What were some of the struggles in trying to do this? Because, I mean, obviously you're working at the restaurant. You're, you're, you're doing interviews later in the day when you're just like, you just got up at three in the morning. Obviously, I, I know some of the struggles, but it may be inside, too. What was it like for you to put yourself out there and... What did you come up against? Well, first of all, you're new at it. Um, and and in the beginning, I'm just winging it. I'm just, you know, trying to figure it out and paying money to this person or listening to that person. And somebody pops up online and they tell me they can help me do this or that. And they're taking money. And then I have to. It was just those were. So, I'm a very trusting person and I like to believe and see the good in people. But in business, we all know that you better know what you're doing because there are a lot of sharks out here that will hurt you. Um, in terms of stuff I eat, Rondo handled most of the business when it came to the restaurant. Um, so I was free to try, to, you know, 
but I really needed a, a, a good manager. And when I got uh, with uh, Royal One Entertainment, um, it was it was good enough. She 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 was the perfect fit for me because I was never rushed into anything, and because I was new to all of this. If you want to say celebrity stuff, there was a lot I needed to learn. A lot, and there were times that I would do. I would be invited maybe to uh, speak somewhere and the critiques afterwards were painful sometimes. But I I remember back then, Steve, to now, and it's like night and day. Um, I'm a different person on stage and going forward. Um, Just totally different because I have a stronger message and I'm more comfortable and um, in my own skin. Um, and thank goodness I'm not shy. Yeah, you're, you've always been a natural, but you've polished up the act. And, you know, I mean, that's how that's how we learn. Yeah, it is. It really is how we learn. Anything along the journey? I mean, you were getting on TV, Steve Harvey. I know you were featured on some of those other daytime TV shows all over the place. And any other walls you came up against on the journey that you had to overcome? Well, well, you know, um, man, Steve, sometimes, you know, they feel like walls. Yeah. At the moment, but you have to understand there were just certain things you were not ready for. And, and, and we, you have to remember when you're running a business and you're running it with a family member and then friends, we have personalities and we all have egos. And I think sometimes those can be some of the greater challenges when we're trying to, when we're trying to do, make this walk. You know what I mean? If that makes sense to you. Um, egos, egos in, can inflict pain. They just really sometimes get on, in the way. Um, and so maneuvering around everything and everybody and fitting your the schedules in and not having enough money to do a photo shoot or, or to pay your manager or, and, and it's not like we're making millions of dollars at stuff I eat. You know what I mean? Um, we have a mom pop, so to speak. And, and, you know, we, we're, we're just now having a delivery service we're hooked up with after all these years, because you've got, a 72 year old and a 70 year old running shit. So it's like, like, you know, just keeping up with everything that could, can assist you with, with, um, you know, and then, and then, and then Corona hits. So it is what it is. And, and yes, there are always walls and there are always pitfalls, but from the time I was a child, I learned to get up and keep it moving. But you know what? Whenever I've done any of those shows, I've never been disappointed not doing one of the shows. I was extremely grateful to everyone that ever asked me to be on a show. Um, it was home and family twice. Uh, the Chew, and we were able to do The Chew in New York on their last show. Remember that? That was like their last yeah, yeah, and they went off the air. And then uh, Steve Harvey was great. Uh, we just done Access Hollywood. We've done that a couple of times. So you know, it's it's and and it's 
it's timing, Steve. It's like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I just don't think things are supposed to move any quicker than they're supposed to move. So it, it feels like you're hitting walls, but actually um, you're right where you're supposed to be. Period. When did you have that epiphany that, you know, this, this is for me. Cause I remember six, about six years ago, you got certified as a juice therapist with us. And part of that training showed that you can get out there in front of a big audience and that you could be a celebrity. When did you have that epiphany? I did uh, um, a cooking class. It was more kind of like a party, but it was a cooking class at night. It was my very first cooking class. It was great. I, I, I was so crazy, Steve. I set everything up at the front of the restaurant instead of setting it up as you come through the door, instead of setting things up at the kitchen. But I had it just worked out so beautifully. People, it was dark in there. The spotlight was on me. I was screwing up so bad, Steve. At one point, I tried to turn the blender on, didn't even have it plugged in. But I was I was having a blast with everybody. I was telling jokes. People were happy. They loved it at the end of that. And that was the first time I felt like that felt good. I really, really enjoyed connecting with everybody like that. Even though I didn't know what the hell I was doing, it was still, it was still fun. And so after that, I was invited to do a bigger event. And it happened to be one that Chef AJ invited me to. And um, I got down to push-ups because she challenged me. I said, I can do la-da-da-da-da push-ups. And she goes, show me. And I was able to get down on the floor and do push-ups. That became a part of my thing whenever I went out. And so the older I got, Steve, the better it got. Because people don't pay attention to you when you're a youngster. But when you become early elderly and you can still do 20 (laughs) push-ups or a a four-minute plank, you are the stuff, man. Let me just tell you, you're not there yet, but I can share this with you. So make sure you keep your stuff together. They love you when you're old, when you're older and you can move. Um, so that's why it, it's, it's, it's even better now. Um, um, every time I have a birthday, I'm happier and happier and I reach higher and higher goals. I set higher and higher goals for myself because I really, I really am challenging this lifestyle to see how long you can feel amazing living this way. It's, it's, it, it, to me, it's my own um, study. I'm doing my own study here. I really, really feel awesome. And so, you know, it's proof. It's proof. So, you had the epiphany, you know, you saw that you could do this. What was the, what were the, what was the plan? What was the, cause I know you got the agent to help out with, and not everyone has to do that because you know, there you are working in the restaurant. You can't do your own PR. Uh, what was the, what was the plan you put in place to start blowing it up and becoming an Instagram star and Facebook star and all those other things to reach more people? You were pretty you were pretty instrumental because you let it be known you got to get you got to do social media you got to do social media for this to work so you were very very helpful in that but it was for some reason you and I could never hook up to get to get things done so my daughter just finally said well let me get you a facebook page 
and Facebook was first. And she started telling me, I cannot build this page for you. You need to start, get yourself an iPhone, start making little videos, start. And that's what I did. And very shortly, people started catching on and um, it became easier and easier. And then once I got on Instagram, oh, I, I never got into Twitter and I never got it. Um, but but Instagram, you get instant gratification. Either they like it or they don't. <laughs> and and um, I just enjoyed I enjoyed Facebook, but I enjoyed Instagram a lot more. I felt closer with everybody on with Instagram. Isn't that weird? Well, what, what for those for those that want to start doing that and and start filming themselves? What was what were some of the tips to go live um, that you found most helpful? And because I love early on, you said you found that just by being yourself, you know, it's easy to be yourself. You don't have to bullshit anyone. No, that's the beauty of all of it. And that's why I call um, whenever I post a video, I'll go, hey, family, what's happening, family? Because people just really took to me. They really embraced me. It was it was incredible. They didn't care about my age. They didn't care about my color. They, they, it didn't matter where I came from. I was just this lady that was older, that was not killing animals to nourish herself. And who is she? And she can do jumping jacks. So it was this person that began to intrigue people and they just um, really, really embraced me. Now I have more followers on Instagram than I do on Facebook. And I started on Facebook. Just be willing to share yourself and come, come authentic, be real. That's what people I see. People gravitate to people who are real because people, you know, it's something about somebody being fake. A lot of times, eventually they're going to give it away. And just, it's amazing. And like you said, Steve, it's just so much easier to be yourself. And, and it's, and, and that's what I would suggest to anybody because as in my opinion, Steve, we're all stars. We all have a star. And it's, if you were created by the intelligence that created me, and I know you were, you are one with it. And if it was that awesome and that brilliant, all you are, all you are is just, you're like a painting. You're like a painting. You know, it's, it's like my, whatever I create in the kitchen, some of my good dessert creation. It's just an expression of me and you're an expression of it. So you shine too. You just have to get out of the way of your light. You can't just keep dimming your light, let it shine. And people will gravitate towards the light. I promise you they will. And so, and, and I'm often, people often say that to me, your light shines so bright. It's because I give, I don't mind sharing me. I really do not. I shared a story on Facebook the other day that some people might say, Rondo's like, yeah, you don't tell everybody everything. But I shared it because somebody else may need the message that I shared. It had it was something personal um, that I felt I regretted doing when my mother, before she made her transition. And I shared that. But I shared it so if you don't have to ever feel like you're living with a regret, don't. Don't. 
You're in control. Isn't it? Isn't it? All you have to, I, I, and, I, I, and the way that I stated it was research your heart and do what is correct at the moment so that you don't have to live with a regret. Because every time I passed my mother's room and I did not go in there to even just hold her hand to communicate my love to her. Every time I just passed by, when something said, go in her, go in that room, she wants to be with someone. She was, she just laying there and, and I didn't do it. I regret that I did not do it. Now I'm not beating myself up and ready to go slit my throat because I didn't do it. I didn't do it so that I could learn the lesson in it so that now I can pass the lesson on to you and whoever else might get it, you know? So that's the way it rolls. Yeah. And, and, and that's why, that's why whatever it is, whatever it is you're into, but I am going to say this to you. I'm not into negativity. If you're putting something out that's going to heal and help and not destroy and harm, go for it and be real with it. And, and you know, you're going to make mistakes. I stated something online. I, I, somebody sent me a message and it was, uh, some had something to do with selling black folks and all this kind of stuff. It was incorrect information. And I, I repeated it and I had to go back online and say, okay, I have to unlearn what I thought I just learned. You understand? It's like, just do your homework, try to give people the best information that you possibly can. That's within that's within our power. And if you don't know something, maybe, you know, could be helpful not to say it because you don't want to be giving out misinformation like like what's happening in our government regarding coronavirus. It's too much misinformation and it confuses people. So I don't want to confuse anybody because I don't want to be confused. So I come real with it. You know. Um, well, I'm going to be selfish first, um, being able to stay healthy, be a, being able to stay healthy at my age and, um, from where I came from and to still feel good the way that I feel today. I'm not on medication. I don't even have a primary care physician. Do you hear me? I do not have my own doctor. <laughs> That's how good I feel. That right there is at the top of my list because I am number one in my world now. That 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 right there is a great achievement. I mean, well, you got you look at your peers, and I know people that are close to you. You've lost a lot of uh, peers. Yeah, I lost my younger sister. She's five years younger than me. I just lost her. I lost my my first husband. He's gone. She was Ron's age. All these kids I grew up with, you know what I mean. So, and I'm and I'm seeing people with the classic illnesses, the the, the stuff that everybody gets: diabetes, heart disease, cancer. Here we go. I'm clogged up somewhere. Yeah, old cancer got me. And then and then the thing that that we do that I think is really, 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 really horrible. When we talk about these illnesses, which I would consider invaders if they were in my body, they are 
invading my body. I need to get your ass out of here. People say my diabetes, my heart disease, my, it's, it's an invaded, it's an invader. It's not intruder. It's not supposed to be there. Why are you claiming it as yours? Get rid of it. Live differently. Do something kind for you. Put you at the top of the game. Put you in the number one position. And you know eating death, eating death, come on now. You're going to eat death and think you're going to maintain life? You eating somebody else's pus, somebody else's mucus, somebody else's blood, somebody else's flesh, and somebody else is taking care of it for you? stressing these animals out before you start eating them and you wondering why you getting sick. I'm glad the animals are getting a break right now. Personally, we need to stop it. We need to stop it. You don't have to kill anything to nourish ourselves. You don't have to do it. Let me ask you uh, chef Babette, what's your advice to those that are just starting out? You know, they're seeing what you're doing how they can be fire starters for their own health, uh, vegan juicing revolution, how they can reach more people. What would your advice be for those just starting out? Well, number one, um, be true to the game and the game will be true to you. Um, make sure that you uh, are ready to put yourself out there. Make sure that you're dedicated. It takes a lot of work. I don't have nobody posting for me on Facebook and Instagram. It takes a lot. Some days I go dark for days and days and days. And you can't do that because your friends are, are waiting to hear from you. And, and, and there's something that you have that they want and that they need. And, and you just want to be ready to be there and, and give it to them. But you got to be ready yourself. And, and, you know, keep it valid. Don't be cool. Um, yeah. And be just, you know, and, and just keeping yourself relevant. You know what I'm saying? Keeping what you're doing relevant. If that makes sense. Excellent advice, Chef Babette. And what's the best way for our listeners to follow the work you're doing? How do we find you on Instagram and your website, please? Chef Babette, Instagram, Chef Babette, uh, Facebook. And then uh, the website is, what is my website, Steve? Isn't it ChefBabette.com? Uh, yeah, it is. ChefBabette.com. Thank you. I never go on it. So it needs to be, it needs to be, it needs some help. But we'll get to it. Well, Chef Babette, thank you for all the work and uh, connecting with us on the show and and continued success as we get through these dark times. I hope people in, um, enjoyed the show. It was certainly my pleasure uh, speaking to you and all of them, Steve. Uh, I love you so much. You're doing so friggin' much. I just can't. You're just so awesome to me. Really, you are. Chef Babette right here on Juicypreneur Radio. Thank you for listening to Juice Guru Radio for Entrepreneurs. Visit JuiceGuru.com to learn more and start building your health empire today.